0: Welcome, impactful parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Today, we're going to talk about seven ways for high schoolers to continue their education after high school, especially if you have a child that doesn't want to go to a traditional university. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school aged children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer free parent education videos every week, online courses and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in on other fields onto the impactful parent stage to teach you even more. And today I have a special guest, her name is Emma Perez. And Emma is a college and career coach for teens and young adults. And I'm really excited to have her here as we're gonna be talking about all the options that your child has after high school. Thank you for being here today, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. I wanna dive right in and go seven? Seven options? Okay,
1: what are those? (laughs) Yeah, most people think it's college or nothing, right? Um, So a lot of times there's a lot of relief to find out that there are other options. So we are gonna talk about them all, but one of those options is university. And I like to take a moment right at the beginning to just kind of um, talk about university college, right? We use these two terms often interchangeably. Um, There are some slight differences, but when we say um, our kids are going to college or we expect them to go to college after high school, usually what we have in our mind is that they're going to earn a bachelor's degree, Um, And most of the time that is from a university. I won't go into all of the, the little details, but usually what we have in our mind is university. So that is one option. And of all of the seven options I'm going to discuss today, it is the most costly option. I do like to encourage families to really consider your return on investment for any um, educational pursuit that they take and to think about if the cost of a particular uh, um, school institution degree if that tuition cost is commensurate with uh, the salary that they're likely to earn after they graduate so universities number one we mostly know what university is, right? Any questions about that? I do have questions about that. And
0: actually, maybe it's more of a comment because it's, I'm glad you mentioned about the return on investment. I recently uh, was interviewing a financial advisor who was saying the same thing. The college has become so expensive anymore that- sometimes it just may not be the right option for your child depending on what kind of degree they're looking to go into uh, or get uh, the career they want to go into it just doesn't weigh anymore the way it used to so i think that parents need to pause for a moment and mm-hmm. can really really consider that it's not how we grew up before when we grew up it was university it was that's the best way mm-hmm it's not necessarily like that anymore as parents. So let's just hear all the rest of the six yeah. options because your child might fit into one of these other options way better.
1: Yeah, and actually, if you want to, we can even cover just real quick high level why it's so different and why it's not the same as it used to be. Um, I don't know if you want to cover that now or come back to it. No, go ahead. Let's We're into it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, sure. So we all know that the cost of college is increasing, (laughs) um, especially compared to wages. I think we all understand that. But um, something that not a lot of people know is that because of this preference for college and university, particularly among high schools, right, one of the things that we use to determine how good a school is, I use quotation marks here, um, is how many of their students go to college. So it's very important for high schools to point kids in the direction of college. So it's become such an important expected thing that more and more colleges are offering more and more degrees, some of which used to not be degrees, right? They used to be other forms of education. Now it's a college degree because so many people want to make sure that their child or their students are going to college. And so it may not really need to be a degree, even though it is being offered as a degree. Um, And so that's one of the things that we need to consider. There are some occupations that the only choice is university. There are some occupations where you will have multiple choices, whether it's university, some other kind of schooling, or kind of educating yourself as you go, um, learning on the job, you might have multiple options for some careers. And then for other careers, university is just not what you do. It is something else, which is what we're going to cover today. Um, And so you need to think about, okay, what do you want to do? What are the educational paths for what you want to do? And then also the educational environment for all of these is very different. So it depends on the learner as well.
0: It completely makes sense to me as we evolve into the new things in life. And and yeah, the pressure is, it's ridiculous. And it's too bad that that has where society went, but <laughs> that's where we're at. And now all we can do is educate our parents that there are other ways. So yeah. what's
1: option number two? Yeah, so number two option, and keep in mind with the, these other six options, they fall into a couple of categories. One of them is, It's pretty much guaranteed that your child will continue on to university. The other category is this could be a path to university or it could be an alternative. And finally, we have pure alternatives to university. Okay, so the number two choice, most likely your child will continue on to university and that is to take a gap year. Now, when I say gap year, some parents think, oh my gosh, for my kid to just take a year off, and that may be the case for some of them, but most students, most gap year kids are actually doing a gap year program. So there are leaders, there are cohorts, most of these programs are community service based some of them may be far away in another country some of them may be here some of them may be expensive but you could find scholarships others may be your child would actually get a stipend and get scholarship money when they complete it to use at university Universities mostly really like gap year kids because of the experiential learning that they're getting and they're meeting people from different backgrounds. And so a lot of times after you get accepted, they'll allow you to defer your enrollment for a year to go do a gap year program. Um, And it can be a great Uh, way for some young people to just kind of meet other people, maybe get to travel a little bit and take a little bit more time to decide what they want to do and go into college with a whole um, new perspective of life. And how expensive is a gap year to a parent? Well, it really depends on the program. Um, There are some programs that cost about what a year of tuition would be for university, um, but you can find scholarships for those. Um, And also sometimes those offer college credit as well. Um, Some of them don't cost parents anything. The student would actually get a stipend and have a place to stay. Um, So they would actually be making money while they're there a little bit and then get scholarship money when they're done. And then, of course, you know, if a student wants to take a year off, uh, perhaps to actually kind of recover from burnout, there are still um, ways that we can make the year transformational for them, have some goals, maybe get a job and earn a little bit of money money, um, and ways that we can help them stay on track. Sounds like another great option. What's option number three? Option number three. So this is one that falls in the category of it's usually a path to university, but it sometimes can be an alternative, and that is community college. Now, a lot of people are pretty familiar with community college. It is most often used as a more affordable path to university because you can take your general education courses there um, at a much nicer price tag and potentially even still living at home so you don't have the living expenses. Then after your gen eds are done, you transfer to a university. If a community college has a particular relationship with the university, that's going to be a seamless transfer. And when students graduate from the university with their bachelor's degree, it's the same bachelor's degree as someone who spent all four years there, having living expenses for all four years, but they paid less for it. However, community college also offers an alternative to university. There are some uh, professions that require an associate's degree, not a bachelor's degree. And it will be as specific as a bachelor's degree. It's just fewer credit hours. So a great example is to be an American Sign Language interpreter. I've seen um, community colleges offer that as a two-year program. And once you graduate, you're ready to work. Some community colleges even offer um, trades. So those can be nine month to two year programs and you don't have to continue past that. Another great option. And that one, it seems pretty popular. I feel like most parents
0: know about the community college option. There still seems to be a stigma around the community college that I don't like uh, because it really does just save parents money and it gives the child a little bit more time just to figure things out which I can't see any bad things about yeah. that seems like a great thing to me
1: yeah again to the topic that I was saying before it really depends on the individual and the learning environment for them you know I think a lot of parents see college as a, a good buffer between being a teenager and being an adult but some kids actually need a buffer between high school and university Right. And so community college is that perfect buffer. I agree.
0: And I think that uh, maybe one of the things that parents push university to and, and maybe it's kind of unsaid is when your child goes to community college, they're still likely living at home with you versus at university, you are pushing them out of the house. And now the parent is a little bit more free. A little bit yeah. more poor, but a little bit more free. <laughs> and I, you know, I wonder if that's also a point of contention for the child who who doesn't want to stay living at home, but, uh, and feels like university is that way out of the house. There's so many layers that happens when, when pa- families are making these decisions. And I feel, I'm bringing this up because I feel like, especially with community college, that's another layer that a lot of families are just not talking about. It's like, right. nobody says it you know, do you, it's okay to want your child out of the house, maybe you could yes. figure out an alternative way for them to live in an apartment near the community college, which is still going to cost you exponentially less than mm-hmm. <laughs> a university tuition. Um, but unless you admit that to yourself, and you have the conversation with your child who really wants to get out of the house, you know, then the conversation is never had. So I'm just throwing those things out there, parents, we want to explore lots of options and start that dialogue with our kids.
1: Yes, this is a very unique decision. It's unique to the student. It's unique to the family, right? So some kids are ready and wanting to go ahead and move out. Some parents are ready for that. Some are not. Um, But there are always uh, lots of ways to, to make it work. And what about option number four? So option number four also falls into the category of either a path to college or an alternative, and it is the military. So the military does offer training within the military for jobs that you can have within the military or afterwards in civilian life. But after you're done with the military, you also have uh, VA benefits. And one of these benefits is money for college. So I met individuals when I was working in admissions at a university that would come after being in the military and their tuition was completely covered by their VA benefits. So for some people, again, this is kind of that a buffer or a way to cover university costs. For other people, it doesn't have to be. They can have a military career or training within the military that they use outside of the military. And what about option number five? Okay, so the rest are all alternatives to university. So you would do this in Instead of going to university or community college, the first one is a trade school. So I mentioned before that some community colleges do offer trade programs. um, And then there are some schools, trade schools, that all they do is trade programs. And these are nine to two year programs where you earn a diploma or certification or something like that. And you are trained in a very specific trade. This is one that there's been a lot of stigma against trades. And I've looked into why, which we can go into if we want to. But what I want most people to um, know is that because we've had this mass sort of sending everyone to college, not as many people are going into trades. The majority of tradesmen are baby boomers who are retiring. So lots of jobs are going vacant. There's going to be a lot of job security here because it's There are so many jobs going vacant, but also these are essential jobs that we need. Um, And also keep in mind, these are very um, hands-on jobs. There are some people that don't wanna sit behind a desk (laughs) every day for the rest of their life. They want to be um, up and about and going in a different location every day and things like that. And also there is an assumption that people don't make as much money when they're doing a trade, which is not necessarily the case. Um, There are certain trades that do make plenty of money, um, especially if you decide to own your own business. But also the fact that the cost of education is far less and it's fewer years, you get to earning sooner, that it kind of all works out in the wash as far as earning potential. So it is a great choice. Can you give me some examples of
0: what are the trades? What professions mm-hmm. are you speaking of? Yeah,
1: so a HVAC, heating and air, so people that come in and uh, repair or check on your heating and air units, electricians, plumbers, um, and many, many more. It can get even more technical than that, so people who repair cell phones. Um, So a lot of these essential jobs, construction, things like that, very hands-on, welding, um, uh, things like that, that are just very hands-on and very essential. And what about your number six? Number six. Okay, now this one, of course, none of them are for everybody, right? But this one is for, it's really not for just anybody. It is for a particular type of individual. And it is working with a business coach, okay? So some young people are very entrepreneurial um, and they might be considering a business degree. But I want you to think about, maybe considering a business mentor and getting involved in a business mastermind, okay? This is a way to have someone walk You hold your hand through creating your business rather than going to a school where you're going to do, you know, um, projects for other people or hypothetical projects, right? Uh, With a business mentor, you're going to work with someone who's been there, done that, is holding your hand through it. Um, It's going to cost much less. You can hook up with a mastermind with other people who are like minded, maybe working on similar projects at the same place as you. And you're going to learn as you do. It's going to cost less money. And so you'll have more money for investing in your business. And this is much more for somebody who really wants to be that business owner and be very entrepreneurial. University is really to be an employee. You're learning how to be an employee for somebody else. If you want to be the employer, then perhaps working with a business coach. Now, again, this is not for every 17 or 18-year-old out there, but there are some out there that it could be right for, and so you just really want to calculate that return on investment.
0: I love that option. I wish I had that when I created the impactful parent because it was learn as I go and yeah. trial by fire. Wouldn't that have been nice? So my next question to you with that is how do you find a business coach if you're thinking, hey, that might be a
1: good choice for my kid? Yeah, There are so many out there. Um, I personally know one in particular who does have programs for young people, particularly um, in the summertime when he's like, hey, let's Let's learn how to have a summer business, right? Um, and there are also, um, you know, programs for teen entrepreneurs where they can compete against each other. There's all kinds of stuff out there. So I, if you'd like, I can I can send you some resources that you can add to the notes here.
0: That's great. So if parents, if you are interested in this particular path, let's just reach out to Emma directly. So I think that's going to be the best bet because who knows when, um, I would love to say that people will watch this right away, but this is an evergreen video. So you could Mm -hmm. get somebody a, a year from now, or a couple of years from now, still contacting you. And I want them to be able to come to you for those help where sometimes the resources, they, they fade from time to time. I want them to be able to come to you. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Then we'll do that. And what about
1: your last option? Number seven. Last option is going to be the most cost effective option because it doesn't cost you any money at all. And it actually will allow your child to earn while they're learning and it's through apprenticeships. So apprenticeships, sometimes we hear the word, well, when I was doing college and career workshops at high schools, Many of them had never even heard the word (laughs) or sometimes we think of in ancient times you were an apprentice to a blacksmith or something, but there's actually a lot of apprenticeships out there, you can go to apprenticeship.gov to find them, these are trade-like things as well. But instead of going to school and paying to learn, you actually get paid while you learn on the job. So a lot of times these programs can be up to four years, kind of like university, and you'll start off making maybe 50% salary, which will increase through your learning experience. And then when you're done, you enter the field. Um, A great example here would be elevator repairman. That's, I believe a three or four year apprenticeship. And as soon as they're done, they start making about $79,000 a year with zero educational costs. Well, that sounds great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Definitely a good option. And I just, I love these all the variety of things because some kids they just learn by doing they don't learn by reading in the books they don't learn by uh, listening to lectures in a big hall they learn by doing and you have to know your child and so if you think you have one of those kids then apprenticeships and all these other options might really really be the way to go i'd like to ask you a question Mm -hmm. is it true that if a teen doesn't go to college right away that they're never going to go? Because I know that's a fear of a lot of parents.
1: Yes, I remember hearing that often when I was growing up too. Um, That's not necessarily the case, right? Um, Particularly if we go back to say the gap year, right? Actually, 90% of kids who do a gap year program do end up going on to college. Um, I know I was one of those kids who went to college right away. I was there for three semesters. I was miserable because I just followed some friends and didn't really do my research. And so I left and took three years off and my parents were so, oh no, you know, but then I did go back because eventually I got to a place where I realized, okay, this is where I need to be. And when I went back to college, I I went in as a completely different student because I was older, but also I had more life experience. And there was more of a tangible connection between what I was learning in school and real life. Um, so I don't think that's the case. Now, for some kids, it might be because maybe they want to be a real estate investor and there's no degree for that. And so yeah, they would not go on to university, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a plan and that doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. So it just depends on your student, what's right for their learning environment and the path that they wanna take and where they're finding their motivation, right? Internal versus external motivation, things like that. And what is your number one tip for helping teens
0: know which education opportunity is right for them? Because now that they have seven, (laughs)
1: now they have more choices
0: (laughs) how do you choose
1: yeah so there's two main things that you want to consider the first one is what do you want to do right because what you want to do like I said before maybe the only option is university or maybe the only option is a trade school or maybe you have multiple options so then you get to sit down and figure out okay which is the best path for me um so that's the first one think about what you want to do now That can sound really scary, right? Can my 18 year old know what they wanna do for the rest of their lives right now? And a lot of young people feel pressure with that. That's why when I work with young people in my program, we talk about um, a couple of different paths that they could take that they would be satisfied with. We talk about the similarities and differences so they know what their transferable skills are. And we also talk about how everyone changes jobs all the time throughout their career and you will too and that doesn't mean that you're a failure it's okay it's part of the territory so we could take a little bit of stress off but it does help to know because sometimes young people if they haven't made a decision about a major or even where they want to go the most common piece of advice they're given is to just go to college anyway go in undeclared and you'll figure it out later But there's nothing in college that helps you figure it out. I've met people that have gotten through their sophomore year and then just quit because they had nothing to declare after they spent all that cost on university. So maybe taking some time to figure it out is okay. You don't have to know an 18-year-old what you're going to do. But with my program, LifeQuest, and some of the free resources that I have on my website, I can really help parents and teens start to narrow it down to at least an industry, a field, and get to learn what some of the different jobs are out there and the educational paths for them. So that's one of them. The other one is to really get to know yourself. Right. I like to tell young people that you find your unique value in thinking about who are you as a person? What do you value? What do you care about? How do you want to spend your time and how can you serve other people? Right. When you think about um, Things that you're uniquely good at and that you can bring to anything you do, and you combine that with how you can serve other people, that's where you really find your unique values. So I think it's worth it to spend some time thinking about who you are and what you value. That's going to help point you in the right direction for so many things in your life, including this decision as well.
0: I want to go back to these resources that you have because not only am I excited and very appreciative that you're here to talk to the audience, but I know that you have a couple of freebies for us and more resources just by contacting you. So let's go with those. What is freebie number one?
1: Freebie number one is a free seat into a webinar called how to go from undecided to excited. So if you're a parent with a young person who maybe they have an interest, but they don't know how to turn that into a job or if they're not sure what their interests are, or what they wanna major in, what they wanna do, this is the webinar for you. Uh, We cover how to get your teen unstuck and ready to move forward, and six steps that they can take um, to actually go from undecided to excited. So that's freebie number one. Freebie number two, so if you like printables, this one's for you. This is a college visit worksheet. So a lot of times when we're visiting colleges, um, which by the way, side note really quickly, because of um, the events of the past couple of years as of the taping of this, um, virtual visits have become more common for when people can't get on campus. So don't forget to check um, if the schools that you're interested in have virtual options for you. But some people do like to go visit in person over holiday breaks, whether that's winter holiday, spring holiday, or summer holiday. And when it comes to selecting a university, um, a lot of times people think that it's like selecting the perfect wedding dress or life partner, like you'll just get on campus and you'll know, (laughs) right? And that may be the case, uh, but it may not be the case. So I have a worksheet for you to print out. You print out one for each university that you visit and it has lots of questions where you could put pros and cons and gives you lots of things to think about so you can write it all out and then put them next to each other to help you decide.
0: Thank you so much, Emma, for being here. I hope that so many people come out, they reach out to you because you are a very valuable resource to our community. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thank you so much for having me.
0: And parents, If you want to become a more impactful parent, check out all that my website has to offer. I have parenting courses, family coaching, a free downloadable app, and lots of free resources also. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.